My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. And with you, A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in the dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. A few years ago, on a Friday morning, this young man entered into the metro station in the heart of Washington, D.C., shortly before 8 a.m. Casually dressed and carrying a violin case, he stopped, took out his violin, threw a dollar into the case, and then started playing classical music. And he began with six very difficult yet beautiful pieces by the classical composer J.S. Bach. Now, on a normal weekday, approximately 2,000 people pass through that station at that time of day. Most of them are on their way to work. It took three minutes before anyone even noticed him. This middle-aged man stopped briefly and then hurried on. Four minutes after that, a woman threw a dollar into the carrying case, but she didn't stop. Ten minutes after that, a three-year-old boy tried to stop and listen, but then was dragged away by his mother. After 45 minutes of playing, a total of six people had stopped and listened, but only for a brief time. The young musician collected a total of $32 after he'd been playing continuously for over an hour in which easily over a thousand people had passed by, he stopped playing. No one noticed, 
applauded or give any kind of recognition or appreciation. This mysterious street musician actually turned out to be a world-renowned concert violinist named Joshua Bell. The Bach pieces he played were some of the most intricate pieces of music that have ever been written. And he played this Metro concert on a Stradivarius violin, which is worth $3.5 million. Amazingly, three days prior to this, he had played a sold-out concert at Boston's Symphony Hall, where the average ticket price is over $100 and easily filled over 2,500 people in that hall. Bell's gig as this street musician was part of a, a social experiment about concept and perception and priorities that was conducted and videotaped by the Washington Post. They wanted to, to know, in a commonplace environment at an inappropriate time, do we perceive beauty? Will we stop to appreciate it? Can we even recognize talent in an unexpected context? Today we celebrate one of the last feasts of the Christmas season. It's ironic that most of the world has already moved on and dropped Christmas, as we could tell by all the dead trees on the side of the road. Yet today's feast is an essential part of this season, the Feast of the Epiphany of the Lord. The word epiphany in Greek means appearance or manifestation and refers to the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles, represented by these, these wise men we just heard about in the Gospel. Guided by the appearance of a star, these non-Jewish visitors, these magi, traveled a great distance in search of the newborn king of the Jews. They weren't quite sure what they were looking for or what to expect. They simply recognized something in the cosmos that had captured their attention, a star. Think about it, why would the birth of royalty of a distant land and people and religion be reflected in such a way? Why would the king of the Jews be of such importance to these non-Jewish visitors. Their fascination, their curiosity spurs them to set out and to see for themselves. Something in their hearts told them this was important to do. And when they do, they find this baby Jesus with his mother Mary in the home of Joseph, a common carpenter. By all appearances, it couldn't have been more common, even inappropriate, for a king amongst the most ordinary and the poor. In an unexpected time, in an unexpected context, it's there they find the king of the Jews. They recognize something that they couldn't quite comprehend as they beheld the word of God made flesh. God, the very source of all that is good and true and beautiful, was made manifest. Yet it seems very few took notice of his arrival or appreciated his, his presence, which would be a recurring thing, not just through his birth and infancy, but throughout Jesus' life. The Gospel shows us that throughout Jesus' ministry and teaching, even in the face of spectacular miracles, how the scribes and the Pharisees, along with vast majorities of people of that time, an era would miss this, would miss him. 
And in the Christmas commemorations, we know that there were some who got it. Certainly Mary and Joseph did, the, the shepherds did, as well as these wise men. Even King Herod got it to a certain extent. Sadly, not with appreciation, but rather with fear and jealousy. But for many, this, this glory of the Lord that was shining in their midst was completely missed. Which is surprising, because we heard in that first reading how the prophet Isaiah had predicted the dawn of this light a few hundred years earlier. So people should have been looking for it, or expecting it, or somehow anticipating this. But for the most part, people were most likely distracted by their own concerns, the, the usual tasks of everyday life, to even notice the true beauty that was radiating there, right in their midst. Kind of like thousands of people missing a world-renowned musician playing beautiful music as they race to catch a subway train on a typical Friday morning. In our celebration of the Epiphany today, we're reminded of the need to continue to seek after Jesus Christ. To not take it for granted that our being here means that we've found Him. Because too often we can fall into that, that mindset and start to limit Jesus' presence and activity to something that we just do here on a Sunday. Yes, he reveals himself in a somewhat common and what many in the world would find inappropriate way. In the bread and wine becoming Jesus' body and blood and offered to us commoners to consume. That doesn't exactly match up to what people would expect as a place to encounter God. Yet our faith has made this miracle almost something commonplace to us as Catholics. Sadly to the point that sometimes we don't truly and fully appreciate the radiance of the beauty that we experience and receive here on a regular basis. But beyond these walls and beyond this Eucharist, how often do we recognize how Jesus continues to make himself manifest in our daily lives. In our world that's strangely become closer in terms of communication, we as a society seem to be becoming more and more isolated and kind of judging and lumping people into categories that almost allows us to remain indifferent to one another. Yet, what if we stopped and just thought for a moment of all the people that we encounter on a regular basis, all the different relationships, and situations and experiences we have as ways that Jesus reveals his presence to us, calling us out of ourselves to stretch us. So yes, that annoying coworker or neighbor is perhaps an opportunity for us to be charitable and patient, recognizing how Jesus is incredibly charitable and patient with each of us. Or that sick person who, yeah, I've been meaning to reach out to, that that's the face of the suffering Christ who longs for our compassion and companionship. Jesus manifests himself in the people and the circumstances of our everyday life, yet we so often fail to see him in those ordinary and somewhat unexpected contexts. Epiphany calls us to set out to encounter Jesus Christ, but perhaps in a way that moves us out of the walls that we've confined God into. And that 
the Magi that we celebrate with this feast can help to be our guide. Pope Benedict XVI a few years ago said very beautifully of the Magi that they were men with a restless heart, men driven by this restless quest for God and for the salvation of the world. They were filled with expectation, not satisfied with their secure income and their respectable place in society. They were looking for something greater. They were no doubt learned men and quite knowledgeable about the heavens and probably possessed a fine philosophical foundation, but they desired more than simply knowledge about things. They wanted above all else to know what is essential. They wanted to know how we succeed in being human. And therefore they wanted to know if God exists and where and how he exists. Whether he's concerned about us and how we can encounter him. Nor did they just want to know. They wanted to understand the truth about ourselves and about God and the world. Their outward pilgrimage was an expression of their inward journey. The inner pilgrimage of their hearts. They were men who saw God and were ultimately on their way towards him. They were seekers after God. That's one of the final gifts of this Christmas season to each of us. To realize that with the celebration of the coming of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, that's meant to open us to experiencing something new. To speak to the, the restlessness that we can experience in our own lives and in our own time. But we have to be honest and open about that in order for anything meaningful to change for us to have a meaningful encounter with God. Thinking back to that experiment of experiencing Joshua Bell's beautiful music in a common and an inappropriate context in that train station during morning rush hour, I could pretty much guarantee I would have been one of the people that walked right past him as he performed this beautiful music. Eight o'clock in the morning, the first thing I'm looking for is a cup of coffee, not for some music. But like the thousands of others who passed by, it would have been a true loss for me not to take in that gift. I would have allowed the noise and the busyness of life to distract me from something that could speak to deeper needs and desires that also need attention. God wants to speak to our inner restlessness. And he wants to reward our desire to find him as he did the Magi. So may we set out as we leave this place with our hearts and our minds attuned to how Emmanuel, God with us, continues to manifest himself, continues to radiate his glory, and offers us all kinds of opportunities to encounter him that we might not be expecting in common, inappropriate, and even unexpected ways. May we not be too busy to notice them.